Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the March 5th episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today, we'll be looking at the Catechism numbers 446 to 451. 4. Lord. 446. In the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the ineffable Hebrew name, Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, by which God revealed himself to Moses, is rendered as Kyrios, Lord. From then on, Lord becomes the more usual name by which to indicate the divinity of Israel's God. The New Testament uses this full sense of the title Lord, both for the Father and, what is new, for Jesus, who is thereby recognised as God himself. 447. Jesus ascribes this title to himself in a veiled way when he disputes with the Pharisees about the meaning of Psalm 110, but also in an explicit way when he addresses his apostles. Throughout his public life, he demonstrated his divine sovereignty by works of power over nature, illnesses, demons, death and sins. 448. Very often in the Gospels, people address Jesus as Lord, This title testifies to the respect and trust of those who approach him for help and healing. At the prompting of the Holy Spirit, Lord expresses the recognition of the divine mystery of Jesus. In the encounter with the risen Jesus, this title becomes adoration. My Lord and my God. It thus takes on a connotation of love and affection that remains proper to the Christian tradition. It is the Lord. 449. By attributing to Jesus the divine title Lord, the first confessions of the Church's faith affirm from the very beginning that the power, honour and glory due to God the Father are due also to Jesus because he is the form of God and the Father manifested the sovereignty of Jesus by raising him from the dead, exalting him into his glory. 450. From the beginning of Christian history, the the assertion of Christ's lordship over the world and over history has implicitly recognised that man should not submit his personal freedom in an absolute manner to any earthly power, but only to God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Caesar is not the Lord. The Church believes that the key, the centre and the purpose of the whole of man's history is to be found in its Lord and Master. 451. Christian prayer is characterised by the title Lord, whether in the invitation to prayer, the Lord be with you, in the conclusion, through Christ our Lord, or the exclamation full of trust and hope, Maran Atha, our Lord come, or Marana Tha, come Lord. Amen, come Lord Jesus. So very well, today we have this title Lord, that Jesus is Son, Jesus is also Lord. And this Lord is a biblical translation title, that in the Old Testament, the word for God seems to be, have been the word Yahweh which is corrupted then in certain biblical translations as Jehovah. In the Hebrew original, we have the consonants, 
but not the vowels. The vowels were added in later for the rest of the Old Testament, but not for this word. And this word just remains Y-H-W-H. And then when the, 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 the Jews are reading the Bible and they come to this, this word is regarded by them as being too sacred to utter, too sacred to speak. And so they substitute with Adonai, the Almighty One. But that this uh, YHWH is then translated already in the Jewish times, already in the Septuagint, the Jewish translation of the Old Testament that was done before the birth of our Lord, that was used by most Jews in the time of our Lord. In the time of our Lord, most Jews spoke Greek, not Hebrew. And the Greek translation that the Church, Catholic Church also says is inspired, the Septuagint translation, always has a Lord, Kyrios, for God. And this word Kyrios continues in the New Testament. And in the New Testament, it is applied to God the Father. But also, quite strikingly, it's applied to Christ. It's applied to the Son, that he is the Lord. And this Lordship of Jesus is very important, that this we regard him as Lord and that this is the source of our salvation to see that in Christ as Lord we have somebody we can turn to we can somebody we have somebody we can pray to that so many of the prayers are addressed to Jesus as Lord and his Lordship is the source of our salvation and it finishes with the two um, uh, titles actually it's it's one prayer from the early church we're not quite sure how to separate it Maran Atta our Lord come, or Marana Ta, come Lord. And this is a, a, a work we find in the book of Revelation, a word that's in the Aramaic, this invitation of Jesus to come for the Lord to come. And this is the call of the church always, inviting the Lord to come, inviting him to come at the end of time, but also inviting him to come every day so that we can find him every day. So today we finish this section, so we'll continue just with the in brief. Number 452. The name Jesus means God saves. The child born of the Virgin Mary is called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. 453. The title Christ means anointed one, Messiah. Jesus is the Christ, for God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He was the one who is to come, the object of the hope of Israel. 454. The title, Son of God, signifies the unique and eternal relationship of Jesus Christ to God his Father. He is the only Son of the Father. He is God himself. To be a Christian, one must believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 455. The title, Lord, indicates divine sovereignty. To confess or invoke Jesus as Lord is to believe in his divinity. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So very well, we'll leave it here and tomorrow we'll pick up and tomorrow we will continue with 456 to 460. God bless.